You're listening to the Palmetto Report. I'm Joseph Casco, and it's Mass Comm Week here at Winthrop, which means we're having a lot of speakers and invited a lot of Winthrop alums to come back to campus. One of those people is Brandon Taylor. He graduated from Winthrop in 2007 with a degree in journalism, and now he's currently the morning anchor at WLTX News 19 down in Columbia, South Carolina, but he's also worked for stations in Myrtle Beach and in Madison, Wisconsin. Brandon, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, so glad to be here. So good to be back at Winthrop. You know, it's kind of a surreal experience to be back kind of where it all started and walking the halls where, you know, I, I went to school to, to become where I am now. It's, it's an exciting time. Yeah, when we when we first met a little bit ago, you the first thing you wanted to do was see the TV studio yeah. that you worked in. What was it like to go down there? You know, I remember... Uh, you know, being a student here and sitting in that studio having dreams and, 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 and having all these aspirations of one day being an anchor in my hometown. And so to now be back all these years later and to be looking at the, the set in the room where, you know, I learned all of my skills, uh, it's, it's, it's a blessing. You know, I can say that I'm, I'm truly blessed. Today makes me realize how blessed I am and how fortunate I am to be living my dream, you know. Tell us what a typical day looks like as uh, the anchor at at a TV station. Uh, this is hard to believe. So most people, when I tell them, you know, I'll say, you know, what time does your day start? Or what time do you think I get up when I go to school visits? My first alarm goes off at 2.30 in the morning. I mean, and that's hard for a lot of people to believe, but our first broadcast is at 4.30 in the morning. Um, so I try to get up and, and get myself awake, have that first cup of coffee. Uh, I always turn on the overnight news. So either World News Now or Early Today or the CBS Overnight News. Um, to kind of get caught up of what's happened overnight, because I generally go to bed between 7 and 8. So a lot happens between 7 p.m. and, you know, 2.30 a.m. in the morning. So I'll try to get caught up, but I try to be in the studio between 3.45 and 4. Um, the first thing I do is go over uh, the script. We have producers that come in overnight um, that come in between 11 and 12, and they write a lot of uh, of our copy. They they craft the show, essentially, Um it is a two-hour broadcast in the morning. So the first thing that I'll do when I get in there is, is read through the copy, read through the scripts, make sure that they have some all the important stories in, make sure that they have you know anything that I saw in the national newscast overnight, um, and then I go get ready, and then by you know four fifty-five, I'm I'm standing in place ready to go. Uh, and the idea of what we have the show to be at four fifty-five, it doesn't always end up like that. You know, there's always breaking news, things happen. Uh, and so I'll, the broadcast is from 4.30 to 7. I anchor the 5 to 7 part and then do cut-ins. Part of being the CBS affiliate is every 30 minutes, every 25 minutes actually, uh, between 7 and 9 during CBS this morning, we have to do live news cut-ins. So even though the show, most people think that the morning show is a part of it, the cut-ins are still just as an important part because that's a continuation of the show. So I always try to produce new, now, and next content to keep people updated. Uh, and then when that's over by 9 o'clock, that's the first time that I can catch my breath, uh, that I probably get a snack for the first time. Um, and then we'll, we'll take a little break, and then it's it's going to see what's happening the next day, or I might be working on a story. I do a franchise called Teacher of the Week, where every week we go out into the community and we surprise a deserving educator, so that's that's fun, so that takes a lot of planning. Uh, and then I'm done most days by between you know 12 and 12.30. So it's, it's, it's a full day, but it's a, a gratifying day. How would you say being here at Winthrop helped prepare you for the career you're in now? Uh, you know, the professors at Winthrop really challenged us. Um, they made you step out of your comfort zone, which I appreciated because, you know, every day, you know, we were challenged to, you know, interview different people or interview different characters or, or, or find real people to tell a story about on campus. Um, and that, you know, 
encouraged me to, to, to talk to people who might not look like me or people who I didn't know. You know, before coming to Winthrop, I was very shy um, and just, you know, didn't wasn't out there, you know, what didn't put myself, you know, in, in front of the crowd or didn't want to, you know, wasn't comfortable enough being the one asking the questions. Um, so being at Winthrop, being forced to do that, being forced to put myself out in front of the camera, um, being f- forced to become comfortable with asking hard questions uh, and taking, not taking no for an answer, um, really prepared me for, for the news industry and, and the business. Do you think you knew what you were getting into no becoming a broadcaster? Because I feel like... <laughs> A lot of times you talk to students and you try to prepare them for what yeah. what they're going to find when they get out there in the work world. And you talk to people who've been out a year or two and they're like, I didn't believe any of those stories mm-hmm. you told me. Yeah. And I'm glad you shared them. But did you know what surprised you most when you when, when you started? And I remember when I was here in school uh, in Mass Comm Week, we had uh, a reporter at the time named Morgan Fogarty come down. She's now here in Charlotte. I remember somebody asking her about her first job and how much money she made because people always, you know, have this notion that television people make a lot of money. You know, they're on TV. They have to be rich. They have to make a lot of money. And she said, I struggled for several years. She said, you know, I ate peanut butter and jelly and ramen noodles. And I didn't believe her, but that was the truth. I mean, you barely make enough money to make ends meet. You know, a lot of people who get into the business and the industry, they make less than what a starting teacher, a first year teacher makes in South Carolina. I had a roommate yeah. for like three or four exactly. years after you have to have a my first years. Or a part time job, you know, even just to make ends meet. Um, but if you love it and you're passionate about it and you're passionate about telling stories, you know, all that goes by the wayside because, you know, eventually if you work hard enough, you're going to get to a point where you're going to be able to be comfortable. But, yeah, you know, listening to the stories of people <laughs> of, of what they thought it was going to be and what it ended up being. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. I think one time a student asked me, who's going to do my hair? Yeah. Or who's going to do your makeup? Who does your hair and makeup? And it's right. like, uh, uh, I look do? in the mirror. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you learn how to do it even for guys. You know, you have to learn how to do those things because you want to look your best. You want to, you know be presentable, but at the same time, you got to know how to do those things because there aren't people who are doing it. Not here in South Carolina. Exactly. T- tell us about your best day in the business, a-, a memorable day or a story you covered. Oh, gosh. You know, there are so many good days, uh, some bad days, but a good day for me is when you can make a difference. Uh, when you're telling a story that affects the community, uh, that there may have been a problem, but by the end of the story or by the end of the day, there's a solution to the story. Um, that's a good day. You know, I think personally for me, I remember telling a story when I worked in in Myrtle Beach because in Myrtle Beach, that's where I was a beat reporter, um, where I was actually going out on stories every single day. Um, but where there was an there was an issue in like I think it was like some type of child development center. Um, like a, not necessarily a security issue, but doors weren't being locked or people weren't following procedures and there was an issue with a parent. Um, but by the end of the day, there was a resolution. So the story was pitched as one thing, but by the end of the day, the story had come full circle. So those full circle moments are what I appreciate. That's always a good day where you have closure to a story and when it's a positive ending to that story. Listening to the Palmetto Report, I'm Joseph Casco speaking with Brandon Taylor, 2007 journalism graduate from Winthrop University and the morning news anchor at News 19 WLTX in Columbia. He's one of our speakers for MassCom this week. What would you say to students are some of the most important skills they need to acquire to work in the news business? In a newsroom, uh, in the news business, learn how to write. Uh, that's the, the most important thing is, is know how to write. 
write complete sentences, um, you know, write write content or write text that's an, an inviting and, and makes people want to dive deeper into it. Um, get an internship. An internship is the most important thing because it gives you real life experience, real hands-on experience. Um, and don't be afraid to ask questions. There's so many times where I see young people, they'll come into a newsroom to do a job shadow or even the first few days of their internship and they're timid. They don't want to ask questions. They don't want to go out with reporters. You know, they just are, are kind of just watching and it's like, no, immediately jump in, get your hands dirty because that's where you start to learn. Um, and when people see you jumping in and see you, you know, so thirsty for the knowledge and wanting to, to be in the business. And those are the people that are going to help and, and watch out for you and encourage you along the way. One thing that's come up both in the panel discussion, but mm -hmm. just in us sitting around <laughs> talking, sharing those war stories, if yeah. you will, um, you know, the idea of how much you can learn from making a mistake in the business. Mm -hmm. Do you have a, a story you might share that, that a, a young person could hear about, you know, a, a mistake you made or a mistake you saw made that yeah. that really led to to a learning moment. Uh, you know, one of the ones that comes to mind. The first thing is um, <laughs> is being out on a story uh, and hitting, forgetting to hit the record button. You know, because and we've all done it, and because everybody's done it, and, and now you know we are not only the reporter, but we're the photographer, we're the editor. You know, we're logging, we're writing, we're we're making beat calls. There's so much you know, that, that journalists have to do, you know, just to get an assignment. Um, you know, I, I remember going out on stories where I'd hit, to, forgot to hit the record button. And so the video that I thought I had was just shaky video or, or, or shots of my feet or the times where I have, you know, people I remember always saying, make sure you put your headphones in when you're doing the interview so you can hear the audio. Not doing that, thinking that I had the audio because I saw the bars, you know, it looked like, you know, the lines were, were where they needed to be, but getting back to the station and being like, I didn't get any sound. And then trying to, you know, go back through the process of finding that interview again, trying to set it back up so you can make your deadline. But those are all mistakes where it happens one time and you learn from it. So therefore, you're like, I need to make sure I'm hitting the record button. I need to make sure I have my headphones with me. I need to make sure that I have extra batteries or even the light. Make sure you have a light with you at all times because the worst thing is having your cell phone light on top of the camera. And that's what you're trying to use for your light. So just little things like that, you know, you learn from it. It happens one time, but then you learn from it. What's a challenge you faced in this profession and how did you deal with it? Mm, a challenge, you know, there's so many different challenges and, 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 and overcoming adversity. Um, not taking stuff personally. I think that's something that I still deal with. Um, this is a business where now, uh, in the past, you know, five, 10 years, we're more accessible. Um, people can reach out to us. People are not always kind. Um, but trying to not take things personally and letting things go because, you know, you're interviewing sometimes people on their worst days where they've just experienced something that has been earth shattering or life changing. Um, so the way that they're reacting to you might not necessarily be the content of their heart, but it's just the situation that they're in. So just trying not to take things personally and know that you have a job to do and just do the job to the best of your ability. And it's so very public because it's very public every, when you do make a mistake mm -hmm. on the air, yeah, a lot of people are quick to point that out to you and maybe not the nicest way. Yeah, right? they want to point it out to you. Uh, they want to comment on Twitter or Facebook, and it's instantaneously. So you can make a mistake about something, and then within seconds, people are on Twitter or on Facebook saying, you know, you're wrong, or that wasn't right, or, you know, that was stupid, or you should have known better. And it's like everybody makes mistakes. 
I'm I'm human, you know. I'm sorry. Right. Most of us, when we mess up at our job, we don't have a, a few thousand people, people watching, watching right? exactly or listening. Yeah, listening, exactly. Um, so, I mean, that brings up something. You know, what's the what's the media climate like these days? What's mm-hmm. it like to interact with people, and and has it changed since you started? You know, more than a more than ten years ago. Yeah, more than a decade ago. Yeah, I think it has changed dramatically. Um, some for the better, some some for the good, some for the better, some for the worse. Um, it's hard. It's hard now because we're in a climate where where people love to throw around the term fake news. Um, and, and and what is that? You know, I, I'm a journalist. Everything that I tell you, everything that that we're doing is factual. You know, it's verified. We're trying to put the best content out there that's been verified, that's been vetted. Um, so when people use that term, it's it's an insult. It's like, no, this isn't fake news. I went to school. Like, I, I have a degree. Like, I've studied. You know, this is this is my craft. This is what I've, 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 I'm have I've doing. Um, so that that sometimes is just just hard because people think that, that they can just throw out anything. And then also social media has made it to a point where anybody can be a, a budding journalist, uh, where they can put their opinions out online, they can put a blog post, they can put you know something on, on the internet, and people believe it. And people will believe something that's not vetted by somebody who's sitting in their basement versus somebody who's an accomplished journalist. So that's the hard part is it's like, no, believe me, like I, I believe me. <laughs> Just one last thing. What mm-hmm. what piece of advice would you give to a young person who wants to or aspires to get to a position that you're in now? Um, one thing I would say do is find somebody who you can connect, connect with. Find a mentor. Find somebody who is going to encourage you. Um, but also, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. That's what I always tell young journalists: is don't be afraid to ask ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask for internships. Don't be afraid. Part of this profession is networking, is meeting people. So if there's a networking event, go to that and meet people who are in the business who can help you succeed. You know, that's the best thing I, I could tell somebody. Brandon, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you. That's all we've got. Time goes fast. <laughs> it does indeed. Thank you for having me. That was Brandon Taylor, morning news anchor and Winthrop graduate, morning news anchor at WLTX in Columbia. You're listening to the Palmetto Report.